RPS. Live from Prima Beta Sound 2022. Proudly presented by Cupra. Can't do without you. Welcome to the weekly review coming at you live from the Parkdale Forum, our beloved location for the Primavera Sound Festival, which opens its doors to the public tomorrow at four and shall be celebrating its belated 20 year anniversary. Three days of non stop music, stages lit up with some of the greatest talent there is in any kind of musical sphere. We are Ben Cardew the third. Hello. Mar Viverdu. Hello, hello. My name's Johan Wald. And on the controls, we have Rob Roman. We are officially streaming live from Barcelona. This is the weekly review. Festivities actually kick off this evening at Poble Español with Wet Leg, Rina Sawayama, the Linda Lindas and Teto Preto in the main old square, while in the Sala Laud, right there in it's right there in the same Poble Español, you'll be able to watch Del Del Grills with Danny Rev, Coco Co, DJ Traveller and T- uh, Tayana. Is Tayana still on the uh, let's go with yes. Let's Some go with mine. yes. I think um, you know. There's the, the, we're going to be we're going to be uh, doing a little bit of a resume or a, a little bit of a resume. How do you say resume in, in English? <laughs> a summary. A summary. Damn it. Oh, a summary <laughs> of what we know. There's been news. There's been. I'm afraid there have been cancellations. But yesterday we were able to have a two-hour interview with festival director Gabi Ruiz to talk about, well, to answer many of the questions that a lot of people have been pitching through social media and stuff. But anyway, first uh, of all... Can I just say, there's not more cancellations. We're not going to announce them right now. That made it sound like you'd got some cancellations at your sleeve. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. But <laughs> maybe some people are listening to this news for the first time. Maybe they weren't listening to the communications that came from the, from the, from the main department last yeah, yesterday. Um, but first of all, uh, we're here at the forum. Mar, it's your first... It's your first primavera is literally it? my first primavera and i'm working here it's kind of crazy if you think about it I, yeah. I i will live the full full experience because two weekends uh working here being my first time it's like all all in all in i'm going mm, go big or go home and and we're, we're seeing all the all the last touches being added i mean there's still there's still a lot of construction going on i mean most of the big structures are up uh, we've, we'll be talking about some of the new additions there have been to the festival site this year. Uh, I've, I've been able to have a little gander mm-hmm. around the catering area. Right now I see loads of bins, <laughs> of recycling <laughs> bins of all sorts. Uh, we're going to be talking about that, what people can expect to find here at the Parkdale Forum. Ben, uh, you're a veteran now. Uh, how many Primaveras have you been to? Maybe 10. I think this is the 10th. No, 9th, I think. So any, any, any changes that have caught your attention? From well, the from the setup, I mean. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's got to be more stages than ever, hasn't it? Right. I mean, I think is there more stages this year? It certainly seems to be. Like I was kind of getting my head around the the lineup, and then there was like a load of new ones, new new stages announced. Like, what, what the hell? What can I do with these? And we we got to say, we just went down to see the the boiler room stage. Wow, that yes. boiler room stage. Seriously, ladies and gentlemen, that is the headline. 
the boiler room uh, by Cooper Estates, right next to the sea. You know, because there's a port here in the Forum. If you've never been before, the the Parkdale Forum has actually got its own port, and you've got a little yacht area for all you ro yacht rock fans. If you want to have selfies with your white trousers holding a glass of Chardonnay, <laughs> posing next to a boat that isn't yours, you can pretend and say, "Yeah, mate, I just bought a lovely um, ten foot. Mm, I don't know how to speak in nautical terms, but anyway." Uh, well, there's this beautiful circular Cooper stage, uh, Cooper boiler room stage. So it's in the round and it's right by the sea. And what a great way to dis to enjoy electronic music than, you know, getting receiving that what lovely Mediterranean breeze on your arms. Because it's kind of open. You can sort of, it, it's got a, a city, but it's kind of open so you can see what's going out on out at sea, which is beautiful. Yeah. And, and, and it's great weather. So you'll be able to see the starry night. You know, imagine if someone plays, drops Peggy Goo's starry night, you'll be like, oh, this song makes so much sense right now. <laughs> Speaking of clubbing experiences, I've also had a little peek into the NTS room, Ooh. the cave, the garage. It's actually a parking lot here, <laughs> the, one of the, the marina's parking lot. So it's got that lovely cement brutalist kind of you know underground parking structure <laughs> lovely so it's, you know, it's, so and 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 there's going to be a lot of abrasive techno i mean there's the people from joku collective who are going to be mm -hmm. uh, programming with, uh, with the people from nyege nyege uh, i don't know it's a great place to listen to like some hard pounding techno can i say i really have you seen the inflatable bear yet yes yep. i like it i'm on board like i well, mean i know people have been getting quite head up about a, a giant inflatable bear but it's quite nice if you ask me. I mean, like, I must say, it is a good meeting point because it's impossible not to see it. Even if you don't like it, you will be using it as a as a meeting point because it's like there's no way someone gets that lost that they cannot find the freaking bear, and um, and so it's useful if not. So if you don't like it, I I guess it's a good way to tell your friends. Okay, we're all lost. Let's meet there. And it's a work of art. I mean, it's nice that the fest, even though it's sponsored by a, a brand, it, it you know it doesn't take away that this is a work of art by Jack Sachs, who is a, a very renowned contemporary pop artist. And it's nice that the you know other festivals in the world always integrate a lot of uh, art that isn't just musical, no plastic arts or inflatables or structures. I'm not going to say Burning Man, but I mean you know they 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 do sort of have curate for that. This is the kind of audience that appreciates. Uh, this kind of uh, th these kind of installations. Also, I've got to say, like, Pinterest normally doesn't have like a meeting point, does it? There's not like no. that one so, classic. I'll meet you by X. One else, I'll meet you by the bear. Surely. And that's so needed. Like even like the names of the stages have changed this year and mm. stuff. So maybe people will at, at the first days will get confused by the names because they're not used to them. So seeing let's meet at the bear like the giant bear that you see when you come yeah. in everyone will understand that because everyone will see it when you come in so that that's quite an easy way to to make sure you don't get lost all, all throughout your weekend yeah. <laughs> so eventually you will find your friends somehow by meeting there and i must say we have to make a little bit of self promo and say the radio stand is one of the best yeah. It's looking beautiful, isn't it's it? It's so beautiful. I I must say, like maybe we are biased <laughs> because we're here, but I got like to tour around the, the whole thing, and it really is very nice to see like the the radio stand because it's now mm, some of you might be just hearing, but we're like in a glass cube thing that you can see I don't know I, I think it's really beautiful it's a bit fishbowly yeah, yeah I kind of feel trapped but at the same time <laughs> I like it it kind it kind of is for us like a Truman Show thing like yeah. we are <laughs> the ones being watched but I kind of like well, it well I remember doing an interview like back in 2019 because people can come and see our interviews most of them most of them there's a place for them to sit outside and there's a loud there are loudspeakers um, and I did an interview I think it was was with Kuko um, and just, like, it got like, quite a decent crowd it got like about 40 people or something like that and I was getting a bit nervous then there was a point where I just realized oh yeah no one no one is looking at me no one cares <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just person in corner you know and, and, and then I, I felt a lot more relaxed also, the, for for international speakers, uh, we are located next to the picnic catering area where all the food stalls are. I've just had a gander around the food stalls. There's a there's a wide variety. There's ramen. There's ve there's plenty of vegetarian options. There's a uh, curries, Thai food, um, ta Mexican tacos. Obviously, uh, well, loads of hamburgers and stuff. Um, but uh, we we're, we're located in what 
locals call the Casco Viejo, the old part of Primavera, because before Primavera Sound expanded all the way on the on the extremities towards Badalona and towards Barcelona along the coast, um, it was more concentrated in in a, in a shorter radius. So people still refer to the 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 stages around here, like the the Cooper stage, the Binance stage, which had different names other times. They called it the Casco Viejo, and If you look at the lineup of the of those stages, those are the acts that are more old old school Primavera. You get all the sort of I'm, I'm imagining Dinosaur Junior will be performing here. You know, whereas the big pop acts that have been incorporated into the lineup um, since 2019, they usually they're reserved for the large Esplanade down where the two main massive stages are. But it's crazy to think that what this year is the Binance stage. That used to be the main stage, and it looks so small now. And before it was like, that used to be the main stage, and, and everyone would gather there, and, and it's like, yes, it's big. But it's like, now it looks so puny. Not puny in a bad way, just like, wow, compared to the massive dimensions of the two large uh, stages, the Estrella Dam and the Pull and Bear stages, uh, it's, it's, it's small and cozy, and it's a great place to see bands, uh, the bands that are going to be booked on those stages. Talking of which, have you been down to Mordor yet to see what it's like? No. I mean, I passed by on from the outside, from the out because that's the route I take to come on the bicycle. But there has been a one, yesterday in our two-hour conversation with Gabby, the director of the festival, uh, the co-director. Um, we were talking about the new stages. So apparently, he cleared up why. What's the reason uh, of of putting the two stages together rather than facing each other? And apparently, it is safer. Even though there's never a danger of uh, insecurity for having so many people gather there at once, uh, that's always been very controlled. But it's it's even safer now because he was speaking about uh, the the effect of people when one concert finishes and then turning around to head to the other states sometimes you could f you could meet a little bit of uh, pushback from people who weren't moving and stuff whereas in parallel people move sideways and that's uh, so in that sense they, they use this kind of uh, simulator to see how crowds move uh, how large crowds move in these kind of situations and apparently it's a lot more harmonious let's just put it that way I, I like that there's a software isn't there that you can sort of simulate how crowds move and he said he said something like in, in five minutes if they needed they could get everyone out or yes like that, which in is five oh. minutes like they could get people outside of the out, out of the forum through the emergency exits Exactly, in five minutes, moving, what, 20,000 people that can gather around there at well, one more point? Than that. Yeah, yeah, more because it, one of the things, it's like, it's kind for a lot of people, I guess for almost everyone, it will be the first big gathering of people after like, what, three years almost? So it's amazing, but it also is like something that, that, that can be like um, kind of shocking at first, seeing so many people, but knowing that it's so controlled and stuff, it's, it's something that kind of relieves everyone after years of being closed and yeah. only seeing six people now yeah. we're gonna see like i don't know the 60, i don't know uh, yes whatever number big number scary number is <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah you, you five, had, oh sorry five minutes no 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 i was just thinking still about how amazing it is that yeah. you can do that also another thing about the 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 main main stages a lot of people were a little bit um, vocal about ah, yeah. the 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 what the, what is the infamous golden circle right you know that most festivals have upgraded uh, upgraded experiences for vip ticket holders so what would happen at what happens at most festivals is that the golden uh, ring shall we say is right at the front right right between the stage and the rest of the people who have normal tickets. And this would sometimes be very frustrating for the bands themselves because their diehard fans who didn't buy the VIP ticket were very far away from their from their idols. And then you sometimes, some of these concerts, the, the golden ring wouldn't be completely full. Maybe it would be an afternoon show. Maybe it would be a band that was playing at five in the afternoon on a main stage. So all of a sudden you've got this golden ring where regular ticket holders can't access. And sometimes you'd have an empty hole there, which is very cold for an artist. You're paying the people that are like 50, um, like 20 or 50 meters behind. So what they've done this year is the golden ring or the VIP ring for watching the concerts is actually a win-win situation because as Gabby said, Anyone who goes to concerts frequently knows that the best place to to stand to watch a massive show is usually right in front of the sound desk. Yeah. 
right? Best place to see, best, best place to hear. It's it's the equivalent of being in the seventh row at a theater. That's Those were his words. So, you know, uh, who are the VIP ticket holders? He was saying a lot of, most, the VIP ticket exists, especially for people of a certain age, like himself, he alluded to, and I'm going to allude to myself. Uh, who, you, can, you can throw me in there. And you can, yeah, Ben. <laughs> you know, some of us, we don't have the energy to, to, to cr you know, plow through Walk, the crowds to live. go. Exist. <laughs> Get up in the morning <laughs> to be right up at the front, right? So um, uh, we don't mind being at a distance and in the comfort, you know. So uh, 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 and especially that you're gonna have the the best kind of sound and vision combination. Whereas the diehard, really young fans who really, really want to be up front and mosh and everything, they get to be right up front now, and the VIPs get to be uh, halfway, shall we say, uh, with great view, great visibility, and and. It's going to have its own bar. Oh. The uh. Golden Circle is going to have its own bar. So you're going to not have to go all the way back to the VIP area uh, to, you know, to get a drink or whatever. You're actually going to be able to purchase a, a drink within the Golden Circle. And, he, and he's guaranteed, he's very sure, he's very confident that other festivals around the world are going to copy this format. Because, as I said, it's a win-win situation. The norm, regular ticket holders get to be up close uh, and almost personal with the bands that they love. The VIPs the, get to have the comfort uh, and, and all the commodities, shall we say. And, uh, and the artists, the artists get to uh, play to their fans in the front row, shall we say. Imagine Dreamcatcher, you know, dream, a cat with, a, with a loyal following as passionate as theirs. Uh, I, I'm, I'm imagining all those fans like having to be not as close. And, and they're probably coming to the festival only to see that band, really. Uh, you know, so to eliminate to this repositioning of the Golden Circle, the Golden Ticket, uh, yeah, the Golden Circle is is really a, a very positive thing. I got to say, you, you're being very modest. Your your interview yesterday with with Gabby was excellent. Really enjoyed it. Um, you, I thought you you it was good, wasn't it? I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. You did an amazing job. Thank you, thank you. And I, I, I thought it really covered like a lot of uh, a lot of things. I advise. I mean, it's in Spanish. Um, so well, we we've selected some of the talking points that that are that is useful information for for our listeners i mean uh okay let's talk about some of the cancellations okay he, yeah that's 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 the hottest topic right obviously it's been a while now uh but one of the biggest drops from uh you know due to very very severe medical uh, health health issues was massive attack uh they they released a uh a press release uh, explaining that you know one of the members is is very ill, is very ill. Uh, I so think he has been very ill. Is is getting better, but like it's a slow process. If I'm not wrong. Who is it? Because they didn't specify in the uh, I don't know. in their press release. Well, I mean, release. there's only there's only two of them. Yeah, because I thought maybe it was maybe it wasn't necessarily either 3D or 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 Daddy G. Maybe it was. I don't know. I I, I don't know. But what whoever it is, it doesn't matter. It's it's uh, we send our our love. And, and our and our good energies to to that person. But uh, one of the things that what people were a little bit mm, miffed about is like, well, who's going to replace? And Gabby said, I don't feel like replacing. First of all, Massive Attack is irreplaceable. Second of all, out of respect, it's not like, oh well, okay, one, you know, it's not like chips in a card game. You know, it's like, okay, just replace here. We're not playing Monopoly. This is someone's life. This is someone we care about. This is a, a, a musical act that we respect tremendously at the festival. So it's like we don't replace. Uh, obviously, there will be a slot that is filled with reorganized with uh, some of the one of the 500 artists that are playing Primavera Sound. But they were they weren't going to bring someone new as uh, as out of respect. Out of respect. That was that was the choice there. In the case of someone like Cetangana, who is a Spanish superstar, and he's becoming an international superstar bit by bit, he he won, a, he performed at the Grammys uh, with uh, on the back on the basis of his very successful album El Madrileño. He pulled out because when he was booked to play the festival for 2020, uh, he had a different show and it was a smaller setup. But since then, he released El Madrileño. His star rose even higher into the galaxy, and his stage show apparently is one of the most incredible state live stage setups. And he needed a full giant stage for it, and there wasn't a slot for him. It just it, it was just a, it was just impossible. You, who are you going to cancel? Dua Lipa to to fit Setangana? Hello, uh, 
bonfires, uh, people burning <laughs> buildings here <laughs> in Barcelona. Burkina again. <laughs> again. It's like, what? You're going to drop Dua Lipa for, uh, for a madrileño here in Catalonia? No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but uh, obviously he, he, his, the, the arms are wide open for him to come back next year with this wonderful show that he's got touring right, around Spain right now. And there are a few cancellations yesterday and also a few additions to the bill yesterday. Yeah. Um, i got to say, I, I'm going to go with the positive. I'm really excited to see Joey Badass and let's see Grandma. Joey Same. Badass. I mean, that was, he wasn't Joey on the badass. lineup at all. So that was a, a, a one pulled out of the out of the sleeve. Like, Joey Badass, ladies and gentlemen. Because uh, Gabby was saying, look, it's not like we've got a lineup of artists waiting on a bench like in a yeah, football yeah. game. Uh, it's very hard to get people to come. First of all, they're, they're touring now, some of them. Others have Other bands have chosen not to tour in 2022 because there are still things happening. COVID is still alive. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, we're still learning to live with it. And many countries have severe restrictions for people to tour or travel if they've contracted COVID, if, they're still, if they still haven't passed the 10 days of quarantine, etc., mm -hmm. etc. So this is a nightmare for logistics, for buying, for, for investing money in all the traveling arrangements and everything. So I'm afraid... The, the, the one that hurt the most out of yesterday's cancellations was Bikini Kill. Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't, ex well, I wasn't expecting any cancellations, like they just happened, but yeah, Bikini Kill kind of hurt because it was like a new edition they had. It was not in the first lineup um, we had, so we first got excited about it and then we had to, to accept that they weren't able to finally make it. Do you know what though? We got the Linda Lindas. Exactly. We've got the Linda Lindas. Who and, and we'll see today and we'll interview, maybe. Maybe, please. please. Maybe, please. Um, I thought it was confirmed. No. <laughs> no, no, no it's, uh, it's Nothing is confirmed, Mar. <laughs> until, they, until they actually turn up here, we turn the, the mic okay. on. Well, seeing them live is just everything I need, so that will be enough. Actually, there's one really interesting thing, I, I think, that Gabby said yesterday, which is about, like, a lot of bands don't like being brought in as the replacement. So they'll, like, they want to play Primavera Sound, but they won't, like, um, they don't want to do it as, like, the replacement for Massive Attack or someone else. They're like, yeah, yeah mm, we'd love yeah. to play, but next year, and we want to be announced from the start. And in a way, when I heard that, I was like, oh, really? And then you're like, well, kind of makes sense, because if you do play this year... I mean, I don't know that in that's a book. He's probably not going to be booked next year, are you? Or it's a lot less no, likely. Oh, so, so I'm imagining he's referring to like the uh, big letter artists, like yeah. main stage yeah. artists that that have really well planned and curated uh, promotional plans. And I was amazed by that because usually any kind of mid-level band would kill to play Primavera because, as Gabby said, when you play at Primavera, you're guaranteed that bookers come uh, come hiring you for their own festivals or their own tours and stuff. You know, Primavera is a launch pad for those mid-level artists. But someone like, I don't know, Dua Lipa, again, I keep mentioning, that's the biggest name that keeps coming, who's, who's in a different stratosphere. You can't announced Dua Lipa from one week to the next you know there's there's a lot of hype there's people who want to buy plane tickets reserve hotels mm. you know it's a, it's a bigger kind of it's their bigger dimensions yeah and I imagine as an artist you're also afraid of the people's reaction because maybe you can get a an amazing reaction people are excited but maybe people are like I prefer the other band that that cancelled and I don't want this new one and I would get my my confidence like it would hurt as an artist. Well, it's like Camila Cabello. Oh uh, yeah, what at what Champions? With, someone uh, Did you not see the the Champions League final this weekend? Yeah, Real was, Madrid, congratulations. 14 oh, cups. Up. Yes. Shut up, yeah. 14 <laughs> cups. Ah, uh, gleaming at me from oh. the yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Johan, name two members of the current Real Madrid team. Vinicius Benzema. Yeah. All right, okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the <laughs> sorry, the kickoff was Marcelo, delayed. Marcelo, hopefully, for for longer. I think he's out. Oh well. Anyway, the kickoff was delayed for half an hour, um, and you know if they have their like big pop songs and stuff before, and I think normally people watch it, and it's not really what they're into, but like it's like okay, yeah, we'll kind of say. But because the kickoff was delayed and people are having trouble getting, Camila Cabello got absolute grief. And it's like don't give Camila Cabello grief. Oh, people were whistling and whistling. I was watching mm -hmm. on TV, and you know how they can sort of turn the crowd down and, yeah. and turn the sound, but nothing, no, it was like no go, basically. It was just like whistling and people singing other songs, and the poor, like she'd had this, you know, pretty cool thing organized. And oh, but she was physically performing there, or yeah, yeah she, was, she came, <gasps> yeah, oh. like the Super Bowl. Imagine people like 
shouting at Beyonce at the Super Bowl or something. But this is the, uh, that's a bad managerial. Like, like, I don't think Camila Cabello, even though she's trying to be like a super crossover mainstream artist, really a football stadium. I mean, bring, I don't know, I don't want to be so obvious, but bring Metallica or ACDC, I don't know, one of these like macho bands. But like Camila Cabello's audience, you know, go, I don't know, uh, not, not the place, not the final of the Champions League. I, I don't know, I thought, thought it was all right. I don't know, maybe I'm being very stale with that opinion. But uh, a Primera Sound, it's a, yeah, I know that has happened when, when it's like, look, uh, such and such band can't, uh, can't make it, but we've got... Los planetas, or some, you know. Some no, but I remember when I don't know. I think it was Cardi B pulled out, and they got Miley Cyrus yeah. for that, and people were super excited about yeah. it. So it it can be like a, a good thing, but I imagine it's scary for artists that it's not the response you hope for. Yeah, so. and then who gets it in the neck? The bookers and the the managers. You know, it's like why on earth did you put me forward for this? Like, well, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that's that's. I guess artists have to learn to live with that. I remember when Migos pulled out because they just couldn't be artists, <laughs> and and luckily they got Skepta. Is that the official line? Ah. They couldn't be artists. They couldn't be artists, though, or they had some other. Commi- they all of a sudden they got offered like much more money just to stay at home or go to Hollywood to some event. I don't know. I prefer they couldn't be artists. They I don't could, know what yeah, the official. They don't give a shit. They just want the money, man. They don't care about the prestige that is about playing a primavera. No, no one's playing dog. You know, um, there we are with the accents. But um, I remember Skepta was going to fill in. Was it Skepta? Yeah, Skepta was going to fill in for Migos. They they forked out and rented a private Learjet for him to fly over and make the slot in time. And the plane was delayed. It wasn't allowed oh. to take off from Heathrow or something like that. And they had to find. They had to quickly rear. You know, get Los Planetas to fill in. They they. Mm-hmm. They they managed to do it because they were here anyway. They were playing at a different hour, and they're like, "Look, guys, you're gonna have to fill in." And he's like, "Okay, well, what what were you gonna pay, Migos?" <laughs> like, first words out of Hota's mouth. Do you know yeah. what? I if if they want us to replace anyone, I'm up yeah. for anyone. However much abuse we we'll get, we're like, can you imagine us on the main stage, everyone hating from. us as we like <laughs> talk about about things and people are just like. Where the hell are low? No, yeah, we're here instead. So Imagine. speaking of low, now that's a really good news. Like low are going to be, we're only booked to play the festival tomorrow in the auditorium. And apparently booking team argued for weeks about where to put low, either auditorium or open, you know, in one of the stages in the open air. And this this argument went on and on. It's like, yeah, but they already played. They've already played many times outdoor. We've, you know, let's the auditorium for the for the sensitivities. So, uh, low have been confirmed to play a second time during. And I'm not sure if it's next week or weekend one, uh, but they're going to play once in the auditorium tomorrow, pretty early at around five in the afternoon, five thirty, and another hour on one of the outside stages yet to be confirmed by me because I uh, need to look at it's Binance it's Binance yeah. wow that one over yeah the yeah. one over yeah, yeah the, which is the classic old the Primavera former Primavera stage. stage right the former Primavera stage what used to be the main stage in Primavera Sound and uh, they've said they're going to be doing different things uh, they tweeted uh, yeah sh- can I not say say it say it alright I think we're doing the new record indoors on Friday but mix up old and new on Saturday beautiful so if you want to watch them twice because you're a super low fan, you're going to see two different shows. Uh, Maze balls. Uh, of other, let's comment some of the other cancellations. <laughs> so I'm getting into did that. Did he just say amazeballs? Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <did> you? <laughs> yeah, it's only Wednesday, Jesus. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, once I'm on a festival, uh, the, the, the beast comes out. Uh, be ready to get. Cringe. We'll allow it. We'll let it pass. Allow it this time, <laughs> please. Well, talking which, lots of topless men walk past the studio. When we've been doing this, it's been a bit weird. I'm not yeah, sure well, it, it's get very hot, and de- technicians don't realize that a t-shirt protects your skin more than the cream. But anyway, let them, let them. Oh they, my they're God. professionals. Bring sun cream. Yeah, please. Bring sun cream. Bring it is sun very cream sunny. and bring mosquito repellent because I'm afraid the forum is uh, it has a kind of a wasteland kind of deposit, uh, like a sewage <laughs> God, deposit. You're really selling it. I know, <laughs> I know. So, but it, this is something that's infamous every year, and there's nothing that the festival can do about it. Seriously, it, there's a stench and a pong in a certain part. And, and unfortunately, it's not far from the food area, from the food stalls. <laughs> it never kind of mixes, but sometimes you finish eating your lovely little veggie, be- curry veggie no. burger, whatever, and you're walking towards Mordor, and all of a sudden you get banged by this, imp- this pungent whip <laughs> that knocks you off the floor. And it's like, what? And it's like, well, it's the forum. It's like Barcelona's toilet. 
And this is something that Gabi, he said, it's like, look, the forum is very convenient for a lot of things. And it's, you know, it's right on the sea and it can be very beautiful, especially when it's lit up. But it really isn't very well prepared for festivals because there's no water. You know, the festival has to bring its own water supply, as in water for washing and everything. And, and you know, not just water for, for drinking. You have to bring your own water and you have to set up your own electric generators. So one of the novelties about this year is, uh, it, well, obviously Primavera is moving forward to being more sustainable each year and they've had to go through an audit, the, like a proper audit to be recognized as a sustainable festival. This year, there is no water bottles for all the 90, how, how many did he say? 90,000? No, not 90,000. How is it? Um, 9,000 workers. Nine, I mean? Isn't 900 workers? I no, 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 oh, 9,000. 9, I think 000, it's 9,000 workers. Workers between control, access controls, uh, production, logistics, stage building, etc., etc. I think he said 9,000, or I'm dyslexic. Maybe it was 900. 900 seems too little, 9,000 seems too much. But yeah. there was a nine and, and a few <laughs> zeros there. Anyway, who cares? A lot of people. So before, you would have just... Um, oceans of water bottles right and you know what happens you know technicians you open a water bottle you drink half of it you leave it you put it down to keep working that water bottle gets blistered by the sun so that water is now hot you can make a tea with it so they don't drink the rest of that water and that's water being waste and a plastic container so all of a sudden now this year all workers refill re re reusable bottles uh, from from dispen water dispensers. That's a massive um, impact reduce. I reckon reduction. these slinky black ones we've got, these exclusive slinky black ones, are going to become the item of the festival. Yeah, well, I lo mine got stolen at the Edition Hotel, by the mm. way. So Did by, it? by the staff. I mean, what? It can, yeah, someone. All of a sudden, I went the next day and it's not there. So uh, I know you all. I know your names. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not very happy. I'm going to be looking at you with that side glance that that people give when they're. They deserve it. Yeah. Um, so, um, we have a guest. We have a guest that we're going to welcome into the studio right now to talk, to tell us about Primavera Pro. Should, should we put on a song? Yes. To welcome them? All right. What music shall we put on to receive Personaje, Personaje? How about, just because I'm slightly obsessed, uh, why don't we put on Wet Leg? Wet Leg. Wet Leg. Just do it. I'm a guest. I'll be... I'll be. <laughs> So, uh, lots of things are happening at Primavera Sound, and as I say, I remind you, it's two weekends, and between the week, well, it happens every year anyway, we have a festival within the festival, which is Primavera Pro, the festival of conferences with some of the most forward-thinking activists, uh, people who work within the music industry or in socio-cultural co spheres to... Uh, to come and talk about how the envelopes are being pushed in many areas that affect us as a civilization. So joining us, we have in our, our, our gorgeous glass box, Personaje Personaje, a travesti researcher born in Ecuador who has lived in Spain since 2015. Their journey began with clinical psychology and psychoanalysis and passed through artistic mediation mediation yes. and developed into artistic research that reflects the travesti lifestyle the work they do uh, uh, they do and fictionalize they uh -huh. do and, and fictionalize <laughs> focuses on sexual dissidents migration processes public spaces childhood and the body and their aesthetic dynamic extensions welcome personaje personaje thank you so much for having me it's really nice to feel invited even though travestis are never invited no we're not even invited to our own lives. We're not even allowed to participate in our own lives. So we are like weeds growing everywhere until you accept us to be invited. So it's a pleasure to be here. I'm, I'm welcome. You're always welcome here. You're always welcome. RPX. Thank you. I'll, I'll hear that as a commitment. <laughs> <laughs> of course, honey. You cannot leave now. <laughs> of course. And, and not to be super extra fluffy, but I always get the sense that Primavera Sound was always a very kind of safe space for, for everyone in general. 
would you say this? Do you have that sensation, that feeling? I think it's difficult to determine a space of a, as a safe space because there's violence everywhere and we have internalized violence as well. So to make it safe for everyone has to be an intention, but I don't know if it's that easy to, to make, but I trust commitment towards there. Because um, can, you, can you illustrate? Because a lot of, a lot of people are, are oblivious to the kind of microaggressions that you're talking about that aren't like physical, they aren't stuff. What, can, you, can you teach us a little bit about what you mean by these kind of microaggressions? Well, I, I, aggressions and violences in many dimensions, they, are, they come from institutions, they come from people that feel that have been living safely and happy but don't understand others are oppressed below them. No, um, It's also in terms of how our bodies are represented and how our bodies are read on the street, how people comment on us. So it's kind of everywhere, even though even when we see each other in the mirror or ourselves in the mirror, we critique ourselves. We are just commenting on our bodies. But being really harsh, that's violence already. And that's what I meant when I said in violence has been internalized. It's yeah. inside of us. So it's really difficult already to make a space really, really safe because there's a lot of work to do. Yeah. And there are many like layers in, in identity that have to be like always in conversation. And yeah. it's difficult to hear everyone, but it has to be an intention. I feel like um, Primavera Pro definitely has this intention. If yes. To make to talk about this, if not, it's impossible to make like a, a safe space, as you said, because it's it's part of our society that it's part of it that it's impossible to make it completely safe. But Primavera Pro is a space where we talk. Well, you talk about that and 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 make like issues that should be discussed and stuff. And you're gonna be talking there. So what can we expect from when you're gonna be there and giving your conference? Yes. Well. I, I hope uh, we can all expect um, a conference that becomes a conversation between who are invited, but also the public. Um, I'm really excited to see who's coming because as a curator, I have insisted that people from the global south is going to be present, travestis are going to be present, and also we have made uh, the events entrance free so that people feel that there's at least there's this economic boundary not mm -hmm. present you know yeah, because uh, a lot of the times in in these interesting topics that you discuss about it the part of elitism and just being some people being able to talk about it it, it kind of is part of of that and and i really um i'm really glad that it's a free um for everyone to come and and open their minds and and discuss these topics that i i'm so glad it's they're being discussed i'm i'm really excited also to like show people that um, dissident identities, people from the global south, black people, racialized people, travestis have, been have always been present in culture, in music. So for me, for some, this is like surprising, but this is a combination of elements that has been always present. And I'm just making it evident, not for me, but about the for the ones who have been um, forgotten, mm -hmm. for, the, for the ones who are not allowed to be themselves, for the ones that are about to come, for the ones that are here, we are here struggling. Just let's just make it evident. As I said before, I'm happy to be invited, but I recognize we're never invited. We are not even allowed and invited in ourselves. So this is reclaiming our space and reclaiming that space with you. You can join us. And if you don't want to join us, just step aside because we're going to pass through. We are those weeds and we're here to celebrate together. If you want, you're welcome. If not, I'm sorry, but you're going to do you're it missing anyway. The party. <laughs> you're missing the celebration. Yeah, that, mm. That's amazing. I, sorry. Uh, yes. I was going to say, so you're with Lynn at... Uh, Linda Quebrada. Quebrada. Yes, Excuse I me. was last year with Linda Quebrada. Yes, I was super happy to talk to her. Uh, and this year I am with Camila Sosavillada, which is this travesti novelist from Argentina, and also with Antai Vargas, which is a Peruvian singer. Um, and we are discussing about childhood travestis, childhoods, um, about raising children from a gender perspective and decolonial perspective, which is also in the center of our identities. Um, I think it's a really interesting discussion. I think it's a powerful discussion. And it says a lot about 
not only childhood, but about understanding growing up in togetherness, growing up uh, with raising and taking care also of grown-ups and elder people. It's a combination of that. If I may ask very briefly, yes. Johan and I both have both have children, mm-hmm. and we're we're trying to work out how to how to you know bring them up. Or I certainly am anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I, let, I just leave, let her run wild, see what happens. No. Um, what what kind of tips could could you could you give? I've I've got a, a girl who's uh, nine and a boy who's boy who's seven. Obviously, I'd like to bring them up to be very respectful of everyone, to be open to, to what's happening in the world and to be respectful of what people want to be. And and any kind of quick quick tips? Yeah, yes. like like a guide for dummies like like Ben and I. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like me. I won't call Ben a dummy. Yes, well, <laughs> I, I'm really happy you mentioned um, uh, a guide because I think there's no guide. I think it's a matter of assuming the responsibilities. One has to assume uh, by being a parent, but raising another child. Um, and one has to be really authentic, uh, play authentically with your child, listen authentically with your child, set the limits authentically according to your needs, but your child's needs. It's a doing together. It's not a guide. There's no guide. So number one is just be authentic with that person because racing is something the parent and the child do together. You grow as a as, as a parent as well. Yeah. A child a child can grow from there, or just need to leave you. But listen, listen, listen. Yeah, yeah. That's that's number one. Uh, um, I understand that you're you're kind of curating a part of a whole part of the lineup of Primavera Pro, which yes. is under the title Rebellious Feminists. Uh, is that correct? Who else? Because uh, I, I, on the Monday, which is just there's just going to be one chat with Dominique Jackson. Dominique Jackson, Can yeah. Dominique Jackson and Lux Veneria are coming, and they are talking about memory, about the silence in archives, and the silence that has um, that comes right after when the show is over. You know what happens when after you're clapping, after you've seen that person voguing on or on posts or in that performance. What? Where, where is your implication with that person, with those communities? Yeah. Why is there that silence? Why are certain names not even mentioned when we are celebrating culture? So they are talking about that. Dominique Jackson is a survivor. Um, and Lux Veneria is a migrant person, a trans-migrant person, and they are facing violence constantly. So let's talk about that and let's talk about which place each of us has to take. You don't have to be a trans person to be implicated in our resistance, in our becoming mm. happier and having better lives. Yeah, Let's find a place together that yeah. each one is on his, uh, their own place. It's, it's true because it, it, I know what you mean that uh, cl- we, we've spoken many times about how clubbing is uh, kind of one of the places where people... Uh, a lot of people from the queer community can mm-hmm. find work, can find a place, can feel comfortable, can be totally liberated. But what what happens when you try and rent a flat? When you want to find a a, a regular job in a normal um, place, the the al público, no, working with public mm-hmm, and stuff, mm-hmm. working in a school, uh, is it are things improving in that societal societally? It depends. Socially, on, I would like to say yes. But I'm not sure. It depends mm. on where you live and it depends who you are, where you live at. Yeah. Uh, in my country, I might not have access to hormones, for example. And here I might have, but depending on my legal status as a migrant mm. um, and depending on which violences I'm um, willing to be facing in, in, in the medical system, in the legal system to get there, for example. Uh, this, this cycle... This cycle about the travesti resistance uh, and experience is very problematic because it occurs in the middle of many struggles. Like you mentioned, uh, who, which travesti person can or who can as a travesti person afford a place or get uh, housing or, or, or uh, social security or a job with a contract and well paid, for example, mm. and in an environment that respects our transitions, you know. So we're talking about these topics that seem to be like ethereal, but also really grounded in this very um, problematic 
situations that cross our identities and shouldn't be crossing our identities. Sometimes we identify with the violences we're facing. And we have to understand as a community, as a collective, that violence comes from outside. They are not justified in our bodies or our needs. It comes from outside. And we're being like forced also to uh, struggle against them as if we're our thing. But we have to do it together with you implied, with you cis-normative people implied. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd like you to also clarify a little bit because uh, so a lot of people get a little bit mixed with the the the, the way how to refer to. There's people who are transgender. Yes. There's people who identify as non-binary. Uh, you are very adamant on identifying as tra travesti. Travesti. Mm -hmm. So can you clear um, that? Up? Yes, sure. I, I'm not. I'm not going to offer to make it clear because I think <laughs> it's really interesting, and I'm saying very intentionally. I think it's very interesting that. Our identities are blurry. The need to have a very strict and rigid and clear identity is a need from colonialism, yeah. from white supremacy culture, yeah. from straight people. That's your need. It's not ours. Honey, let's talk about that. It's not my need. But I'm going to make it slightly easier. When I use the <laughs> term travesti to refer about myself, but many others, I'm talking about this blurry category. I'm talking, I'm referring to a term that has been reclaimed by the resistance of the of South America, mainly in, you know, Peru, Ecuador, Colombia, Brazil, of course, and Argentina, um, to use this term, to identify it. When we talk about travesti, we're talking about a political statement. We're talking about a way of living together. We're talking about a way of living um, beyond you straight people, beyond you normative people, beyond you um, like uh, not willing to have us in your lives, not willing to love us even, not even to consider us there. So for me, using travesti has to do with this, with this blurry um, term that includes maybe uh, queer people, maybe drag queens and drag kings, um, trans men, trans women, non-binary people. It's a blurry place where we can all be safe because it doesn't matter inside of us. It's not your thing. You're not. You don't have the privilege to jo join us in this. But whether we are we are a trans man or a trans woman or a crossdresser, it's not a problem to us. That's not a boundary for us to relate to to get together. It's a boundary for you to meet us from our place of respect and love. Uh -huh. So, yes, I'm happy to make this clear, but I hope it's not clear at all <laughs> at the yeah, same yeah. time. Keep some mystery, Lovely. keep some mystery. Uh, um, well, yes. Yeah, I, I just, it's a silly question, but I, I think it's funny because I saw it on Twitter. Like, today starts um, Pride Month. Mm -hmm. um, are you ready to see all, all these campaigns by brands that are profiting of it being Pride Month? Do you think this is like a good thing in a bad way or what do you think about this it, there's a lot of memes of the brands changing their icons to the pride flag and stuff uh well then we have to talk about this um, <laughs> consumption con consumption um culture exactly, this capitalist yeah. culture capitalism doesn't have uh, values doesn't have principles it will respond to where it sees a market So if it's Pride Month or Christmas or Mother's Day or the Tree Day, I don't know, whatever, they'll be there. It doesn't matter if we're ready or not. Um, so I, I'm happy it resonates somewhere, um, but I'm happy also that we can redirect that and reclaim that to, to the reflection on, on our struggles, to the needs in different countries, in different cultures, in different aspects, to reflect on our bond as dissident culture, dissident people with feminism and trans-feminism. Um, and, and, you know, just take the conversation there, no? Mm -hmm. um, see, I think it's, at least I would say it's a good excuse for us to be slightly more seen, even though this thing about being seen or not seen is an illusion you have because we're always there and you see us even though when you're even when you're ignoring us, you know, even though even when you're not inviting us. So let's just take pride and redirect it 
Mm-hmm. Well, just before we finish, uh, this year's lineup, uh, Primavera Sound, uh, has, is, is very queer friendly in, in the sense of we have artists like Pablo Vitar from Brazil, yes. who, who's, who's, who's incredibly influential and has a strong platform. Who are your picks? Who would you recommend listeners to who, so that you know you're going to have an incredible experience having like a, a, a queer mosh pit like Alvi was talking about in, in Queer Up Your Life? No, he's mm-hmm. like, like talking about the, the, the Daniel Harl set yeah, last, yeah, last yeah. time. It's like, <laughs> it was like the first first time he lived like a, a queer mosh pit you know and mm. it was like a, a really liberating experience what would be your recommendations I want I really want to, to feel Honey Dijon um, <laughs> I really want to feel Pablo Vitar of course because uh, let's bring um, part of our identities to the stage until we get to be creating our own festivals because uh, it's not done until we are having the same opportunities as normative seasoned white people are having But so far, I'm happy to have uh, these incredible people with us. And I'm also happy to listen to the voices and to the music of the people I am inviting as a, as a curator of Primavera Pro and Insumises to this um, congress, this encounter, this meeting with travesti identities. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I want to listen to Misex. Of Of course, I want to listen to Antai. Of course, I want to listen to Camila Sosavillada and Dominique Jackson. Of course, I want to hear that. Our voices, our fears, our voices, our celebration. For me, being present is already music. Well, thank you so much. Um, we, we, we should just say 8th of June, 3 yes, p.m. 6th of June, it's Dominique Jackson with Lux Veneria. Um, and then on Wednesday, we have um, Nadia Granados, Miss X, and Lomas Bello, this fantastic, gorgeous, delicious singer from Colombia. And also on, the, on that same day, Wednesday, the 8th of June, we have um, Camila Sosavillada, Antai, and myself talking. Is that the CCCB? Yes, Central Barcelona. Right in the center. It's a wonderful for everyone who's going to be in Barcelona. Most of the people stay around the center or a lot of people find their lodging. So it's great because everything starts like at 11 in the morning until 5 in the afternoon. Yeah, there's a lot happening and it's entrance free. Many of the things are entrance free. So be welcome. Trans people, come on. Just take over this. Queer people, come here. People from the global south. It's our space and we're reclaiming it. I'm working for us and for and for you, so come, please. And it's streaming as well. Yes, I think streaming or streaming. Of course, but come down there. Course. Come down there. Yeah, yeah. No, a lot more. People around the world yes. who haven't been able to make it to Barcelona. There's no hotels. <laughs> and we and we want to talk with you. We want you to participate. This this structure is not hierarchical. We're together. We have to talk together. We have to discuss together. It's about our experiences. You're not gonna be a just a voyeuristic attendant. No, come to participate. I'm eager yeah. to listen to you. And I'm eager to, to, to dance and hug and, and, and kiss as much as my girlfriend allows. Uh, <laughs> in, a, in a festive way, in a, in a brotherly way, with consent, always. Of course, always. Uh, consent from my girlfriend. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for listening to us. Uh, keep st- Stay tuned because we are going to be playing a lot of live music on Prima, Radio Primavera Sound. And there's going to be lots of live shows happening here from the forum all these days until Saturday, until Sunday, actually. So thank you for listening. RPS Live from Primavera Sound 2022 Proudly presented by Cupra